welcome to this podcast, recorded live at the Junction Church, Aberdeen. We pray this message inspires and encourages you. For more information, you can connect with us at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Um, there is a type of movement of holiness preachers, and I've never signed up. I've never been invited, and it holds no attraction. Um, I know I wouldn't last, and I just think, man, setting yourself up for failure there. Um, it's, it, I, uh, you know, you're probably thinking, Andrew, is this one of these times where you're going to start, you know, doing one of these awkward things where you're going to start confessing your sins? And, uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> so... Before I was a pastor in this church, uh, many, many years ago, uh, we weren't even meeting in here, we were in the, the one before, and um, uh, we, me and Katrina were running alpha courses, and, and one night, uh, we used to, I don't know if you, we used to have, do alpha on videotapes, remember the VHS videotapes were about this big, and you used to slot them into the video machine, and, then, and it was like watching CCTV, it was really low um, quality, and um, so... We did, you would put on the tape and you'd watch the talk and you'd have a discussion and, and, uh, and you'd have food beforehand. So anyway, we, um, for whatever reason, I had a really busy day and, and the video machine wasn't there. And so I had to just last minute rush off and get all of this stuff and kind of make it happen. And, um, and, you know, it was like really, really, really small problems. But you know how you get overwhelmed sometimes. So I'm driving along in my B-Reg transit van trying to get this... Uh, this video machine, and I'm really, really, really stressed, and I just launch into a tirade of profanity as I'm driving along, just because of all the stress, right? And this is a long, long time ago, of course, I would never do this now. And, and um, you know, I felt pretty bad after that. I felt a little bit, like, dirty. And um, I was just... I was just uh, so, so I managed to, to, to get back to the church and kind of, you know, quickly repent um, in a very sort of a religious, non-genuine way. Um, got in, did the Alpha course. And so we eat the food, we watch the tape. Um, I can't even remember how much of a discussion. Right? So we go to pray and blow me down if the Holy Spirit didn't really, really turn up. <laughs> and, um, like, Jean Taylor, um, she just starts laughing. And then you know when that happens, something's going to break out. And, and she just starts laughing, and there's just like... I mean, I'm really insensitive, but even I could feel that something really special was happening. <laughs> and and this, this girl, who's, she just gets saved, just like didn't do anything. She just got saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit. Just boof, and the life has just changed, right? And, 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 um, and all of us, you know, like, we just got this sort of, like, just donation, just, like, download of the Holy Spirit at the time, and it, it was like, it was just, just came out of nowhere. And, and, I, and I just thought, what happened there? What happened there? You know, I, I was brought up with the idea of personal responsibility, um, you make your bed, you line it. Um, what comes around, um, you know, you reap what you So all of these, you know, even other religions in the world come up with the idea of karma because even they can see that 
there's actions and there's consequences. And so they've even got a system for, for believing that, you know, that what, what, we, what it's self-evident to everyone. This idea that there's justice, that there's, there's punishment and reward for what you do, that there's consequences to our actions. And, and I've been brought up with this idea that performance brings success. And, um, but why did God turn up? Because my performance was way below par. <laughs> So why, why did that happen? And, and you know, for, for you, have you ever been haunted by your past mistakes? You know, you, you've maybe, uh, I, when I think back, there's things that give me excruciating embarrassment. And whenever I think about them, it's like they make me cringe inside. There's, there's things that I've done that bring me shame and they cripple me going forward whenever I think about them. Have, do you have that sort of thing in your, in your history? Those things that, that hold you back and, and those, those past mistakes that haunt you. Or maybe you're, you're, you've lost hope in your life at some point in progression. Maybe you haven't, you know, maybe you thought, well, maybe this is all there is. Maybe uh, I'm not going to grow anymore. I'm not going to progress. Maybe it's your career, your, your, your marriage or your family or your ministry or whatever it is that you do. You, you, you reach like a lay-by in the road and you pull in and you kind of settle and you think maybe this is as good as it gets. And uh, you, you've parked up and, and you've, you've, that's, that's it. It's like you've lost hope for a future. And I want to speak about something this morning that's the answer to both of those problems. And that, that thing is called grace. Yeah. The solution is all the same. The solution is grace. Yeah. And grace is God's goodness given to me unearned. My, my, it's not performance related. My performance was poor, but God still graced me with his goodness. We were singing about the goodness of God this morning and I was like, that's it. This, this New Testament that we have, the, the, the New Testament is the agreement that we have with God now. It's full of grace. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, a covenant that we have with God, a covenant of grace. We're justified freely by His grace. His grace is sufficient for us. Jesus is full of grace and truth. We're saved by grace and He gives us more grace. It's, a, it's an agreement of grace, a covenant of grace, God's goodness given to me unearned. Yeah. And, and it's not performance related. Despite the fact that I have my good days, despite the fact that I have my da- bad days, God remains good all the time. Yeah. <sighs> I could just sit down. <laughs> There's a lot of grace in this book. It's saturated with grace. I, my favorite... Uh, uh, parable of, of, of Jesus is, is the prodigal son. The, uh, if you know the story, the father, he is the picture of compassion. And the, the younger son, he, he finds grace and he finds mercy. And the older son, he's like uh, the picture of performance. Yeah. And, and performance isn't bad. Mm. You know, performance, it's good. You should do your best in everything. You know, performance is a good thing. And, but today, my title of my message is perf- Grace Over Performance. Yeah. We have grace over performance. We perform the best we can, but, but grace is greater. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've got a Bible there, which only one of you do, <laughs> um, turn to Luke chapter 10. 
and verses 38 to 42. Okay, so I'm just going to read it from there because I haven't opened a Bible in so long. I just use my phone. I can't even hardly remember where Luke even is anymore. But he gives us more grace. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? She's a Highlander. (laughs) Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. So here we have a picture of two ladies. Martha, who's all about performance. And uh, I'm pretty sure Martha was a Highlander. My wife is a Highlander from the Isle of Skye, a wonderful, wonderful lady. To be fair, she was more wonderful before I married her. Because (laughs) hospitality is so, like, drilled into them uh, where where they grew up that that the women just run after the men. As soon as the man steps over the threshold of the house, he is to do nothing. And uh, what I found was that this term in my life was very finite. Um, But it was really nice while it lasted. Whenever we went home to to her parents, it was just glorious. And uh, but it was like a Martha thing. It's like hospitality minded. And Mary would sit at the feet of Jesus and receive God's goodness. And, and Jesus is saying, look, it's a higher thing. You know, it, it's good to be hospitable, but look, there's something more important happening. Grace over performance. Grace over performance. Have you ever been haunted by your past mistakes? Our past mistakes can hold us hostage. And uh, see, if you're, if you're being haunted by your past mistakes, you're putting performance over grace. Wow. You're identifying yourself by your performance rather than his goodness. I want to share a life hack with you this morning. This is bonus content that you won't find in the Bible. But it actually works, all right? Um, So uh, here's some science. 98% of the atoms that make you up, all right? We're all made of atoms. 98% of those atoms that make you up within one year will have changed. All right, it's quite an amazing thing. And they, they actually put radiation into people and then measured the radiation uh, to see how all the atoms were changing. So you're not actually, you're, you're in a state of flux, physically speaking. And um, last year I came here, approximately last year, and I went through and I met a load of people, shook your hand. Some of you I awkwardly hugged. Um, <laughs> from New Zealand, we don't really do that. Um, and... Uh, This year I came back and I shook your hand, but guess what? It was a different hand. That's all changed. It's not the same hand as last year. This isn't the same thing as last year. And so this is what you can say. It's a life hack, right? But it actually works. I've done it, right? Because I'm horrendous for thinking back. And, oh, I can't believe I was so stupid. And this this really harmful self-talk. This is what I've learned to say. It wasn't me. 
It was a different set of atoms that did that. It was some other atoms using my name, but that is no longer me. And it, it works, honestly. If you, if you, if you just—it's it's quite amazing how it works. Paul the Apostle, right? We look 2,000 years ago, we look back on the life of Paul the Apostle and we think, man, the guy was just a legend. Paul the Apostle was the worst Christian ever. Paul the Apostle, but just when he became a Christian, right? Everyone, you know, we, this is not the guy who gave us the New Testament, large part. This is the guy who's been killing all the Christians. <laughs> And he's just become a Christian. And if Twitter was going, they'd be hashtagging him, worst Christian ever. <laughs> he's like, this, is, this, this guy's history, his past, his old atoms have just been like, they're unfathomably bad. And, and you can see that his past haunts him in his writings. He calls himself the chief of sinners. So what does he do to deal with this? He, he writes Galatians 2.20. Let's get Galatians 2.20 up. What does he say? I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The, na- the life I now live in my the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's exactly the same thing. It wasn't me. That was some other atoms. It wasn't me. You know, that's... What happened? What happened from that point? He became, he was the worst Christian ever. But because he learned to write his past off, because he learned that that, that whole part of him was, was the old him and that there's a new him, he, he appropriated the grace of God. He opened himself up to the grace of God and guess what? He became the best Christian ever. I just think that's an amazing thought. I just, you know what? If you're struggling with your past and you're Scottish, just say this, wasn't a me. It wasn't a me. I actually found a song called It Wasn't a Me, right? And, uh, and it was, it's so catchy. It's not even, the guy doesn't even really sing, he just plays his guitar and he's, it wasn't a me. And it wasn't a me. And it wasn't a me. It wasn't a me. The reason I'm saying it over and over again is because I want you to say, I want you to get it into your brain. Yeah. It isn't you anymore. That's the old you. Yeah. Your past is it's just your past. Yeah. It's, not, it's not your identity. Have you ever lost hope for progress? Have you ever parked up? Have you settled? Have you said, this is it. I, I, I can't go any further. Have you had that time where, where growth stops? You've probably been relying on your performance. You've probably been, you know, looking at how good you've been. You know, you may be the most disciplined person in the world, but your performance is, is never perfect. And, and, uh, and you've, you've gone into the Martha zone. You, 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 you're focused on something else. You're not focused on the grace of God. You're not focused on receiving his goodness. How do you know you're in the Martha zone? You start comparing. You get whingy. I don't know if you guys, in New Zealand, we have this word, whinging, right? It's a really, it's like, it's quite, you get whingy. It's a really good word, whingy. just means you complain a lot. And you get frustrated. You're in the Martha zone. If, you, if those are uh, familiar 
um, emotions that you had that's you're, you're probably in the Martha zone. And when it comes to your growth and progress, it's grace over performance. Grace doesn't just begin and end when we come to Jesus for the first time when we're born again. Grace continues right through our life. Grace over performance. Peter, Jesus' disciple Peter, is walking on the water and he's looking at Jesus. And <laughs> things are going pretty good <laughs> at that juncture. No one can really say that they've had this experience before this. But what does he do? He starts to look at the wind. Rather than looking at the source of grace, he looks at the wind and starts to think about, how am I going to deal with this wind? Well, how are you dealing with the flipping water? You're walking on water. Wind isn't going to be that much of an issue. But he takes his eyes off Jesus. He takes his eyes off the source of the grace and starts to think about his performance. This is my heretical interpretation of the text anyway. And as an older man, uh, he writes in Second Peter, it's like he, he's kind of got it. He's learned his lesson. And, and in Second Peter 3.18, he says this, grow in grace. You don't just get it for salvation, but you need grace to grow. And knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to him be glory both now and forever. Amen. So we grow with grace. We, we continue to search out for God's grace after our point of salvation. It doesn't, it doesn't just be like, it's not just like we, we receive grace for salvation and then after that it's performance. After that it's welcome teams and all of the things that Kevin talks about. And, you know, it's such an amazing thing that you're saying. But, but really, it, grace, God's goodness is what keeps us growing. It's not our performance. Our performance is really a, a result of His grace. And, and uh, you, you really receive grace and then you start to perform. And, and sometimes as a leader, it's hard when you see someone not performing, but what you realize is actually they just need more grace and, and just given more of a chance. And, you know, because it, it really, it all comes from God. So I know this is a short message today. How do I access God's grace? What am I going to do? I'm just going to give you a one-step plan, and it's this. Ask God for more. Ask God for a lot more. He wants to give. That's, that's what grace is. It's God giving to us. And um, sometimes we think God, we're doing God a favor if we don't ask. But that's like a poverty mentality. That's like, that's like fitting God into our human box. Be, you know, it's like we have a, uh, and I come from a kind of a culture where you don't want to bother people. And you take that idea uh, and you project it onto God. And he wants to be bothered. You know, it bothers him if you don't ask. It bothers him if you don't ask. To just draw on God, to ask and ask and ask. Ask and it will be given. It's, it's, I think it's 13, 14 times just in the Gospels, Jesus said, ask and I will give you. Ask, ask, ask. Continually draw on God. It's counterintuitive because as humans we're limited and we, and, and we can't keep giving. You can't keep asking of me because I'll run out of time, I'll run out of energy, I'll run out of resources, but he doesn't. He's, he's infinite and eternal and he wants you to keep asking. We can't keep giving, but he can. Just keep 
asking him, nag him, nag him, nag him. We, we can confidently come before the throne of grace. Isn't that amazing to think that the place where God sits is called the throne of grace, where the goodness is distributed from. We can confidently come, confidently come before the throne of grace and ask for mercy and grace to help in time of need. And it's, it's like right throughout the Bible, we're given, uh, we're just told to ask, told to, to draw on his goodness. And I just think that's the, the one thing that we can do to appropriate his grace. This one step is just ask God. Decide from the day on, there's not going to be a single thing in my life that I'm not going to ask him before, before I try to earn it for myself. You know what? Sometimes you've got to perform to get stuff, but you know, if you never ask first, who knows what God could do beforehand. And and I, I, sometimes I look back over my life with a little bit of regret that I wasn't more of an asker, more of a prayer, more, because you know, when you keep a record, it's amazing the prayers that God answers. Absolutely amazing. So what kind of lives would we have? And what kind of people would we be? And what kind of church would we have if we were constantly nagging God for more of his goodness? I want to leave you with that question this morning. And uh, I, think, uh, I think we're going to be the people that are going to find out. People that put grace over performance. Thanks for joining with us. For more information about events, service times and how to connect with us, visit www.thejunctionchurch.com.